Welcome to Style by Mary Michelle, a podcast designed to empower you through personal style. I'm your host, Mary Michelle Nidefer, a master style coach, founder of Style Finder Boutique, and creator of the Style Finder ID system. I'm here to help you know what to wear, how to wear it, and how to get dressed in seven minutes or less. Let's go. Good morning. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Style by Mary Michelle. I'm so excited to share my guest with you today, Geraldine Thomas. We're going to have so much fun talking. We're going to get into your closet today, and we're going to do a deep dive and talk about what you need in your closet, how to organize your closet, and all the good things. So first, let me tell you a little bit about Geraldine. Geraldine Thomas is a professional organizer, career coach for professional organizers, and an instructor for professional organizers around the world. Author of the book, Decluttering Your Home, Tips, Tactics, and Trade Secrets, and From Hoarding to Hope, Understanding People Who Hoard and How to Help Them. Geraldine appeared regularly for five seasons on A&E's Hoarders TV show. That's a whole podcast right <laughs> Yeah. And was featured on Time Makeover on the Fine Living Network and Lifetime for Women. She has been a guest expert on the Today Show, the Nate Berkus Show, and CNN, among other national programs. And now she's a guest on Style by Mary Michelle. And very excited to be here. Woohoo! Geraldine's Wardrobe Wisdom Workbook is available for sale on her website, metropolitanorganizing.com. And of course, all links to connect with Geraldine and to find her workbook will be in the show notes. Welcome, Geraldine. I'm so happy to Thank talk you. to you today. You yeah. are not the only one. I am dying to be here and I'm so proud of you. And I just can't believe all the cool cutting edge things you're doing. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Well, it's been a delight to reconnect. Geraldine and I met, gosh, way back when. Way back when. Way back when. And it's just, <laughs> it's been amazing to follow your journey and see you become a guest expert on hoarders and just to see everything, all the cool things that you've done. Yeah, thank Tell you. Us. I feel the same about you. It's really nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So when you set out to be an organizer, did you see yourself like growing in this way and being never like, in a million years, so right? And I think that's one reason I just, um, when I listen to your podcast, it seriously fills me with joy because I think you really do a great job of presenting all the possibilities there are in life. And I love your always saying positive things to yourself. It's true. You just never know what's going to happen, right? And I certainly did not predict this would happen to me. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But, you know, aside from working with hoarders, you also work with regular people, right? I sure do. I sure do. <laughs> Maybe that, that's not, that might not be very PC, but when a client contacts you, you know, what's your, what's your process? What's your decluttering process like? And how do you really get started? So I'll, I'll, um, I'll stick to the clothing end of things for your listeners, because I think that's probably what they're most interested in, right? So before I do anything, we should play the drinking game. Too bad we're not playing this. <laughs> every time I say the word measure or measurement, we should, I have, I have hot tea. <laughs> ah. But um, my process when I work with women to help declutter their closets or clothes or whatever they're contacting me about is to measure. Mm -hmm. I measure their closets. I pay attention to um, how their closets are put together, meaning are they wire shelves? 
Are they vinyl laminate? Is there a backer board or is it the wall in their closet that they're putting their stuff up against? Um, the length of their shelves, the depth of their shelves. And then after all of that, I'm just kind of making mental notes. A lot of people do not want or can't afford to redo their closets, right? That's a pricey investment. Mm -hmm. um, and other people might say, well, I'm only in this house for three to five years, so let's not go crazy. But instead, they're like, help me get rid of some of these clothes. Like they think, <laughs> uh, we're saying this lightly, of course, like they're pack rats or something, right? Those are their words, not mine. Or a lot of people after seeing me on the show, would contact me and say, I think I have a hoarding disorder, not meaning any harm or foul with that. They're saying it just because they have too many things. So the very first thing I do in my processes, um, facts don't lie. So I have them take their measurements or I'll take their measurements for them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you've talked about this on your podcast, the numbers people, you know, get a little upset over if it's a size, whatever, or they're not the size they used to be. But I always say, you know, when men get fitted for suits, there's no drama there. It's just inseam, waist, shoulders. It's very matter of fact. I think we need to destigmatize that for women as well. So that's where I begin. And the reason I do that, you, you I probably don't need to explain this to you, but um, let's pretend we're in the Style Finder Boutique. And we have five women who are all five foot five and 150 pounds, and they're all hourglass shaped. Let's just say that we came upon that. <laughs> if we didn't take their measurements, you know, some women are going to have um, calves that they can never find a boot to go over. Right. So that's going to be a different circumference than maybe the woman standing next to her. The length of our neck, the length of our torso, the um, length of our arms. I mean, just no two people are put together the same way. So that's why measurements are important. And it simplifies shopping incredibly. Yes. Yes. It makes such a difference. And I think you know, I love that you said destigmatize the numbers for women because, oh, I have, I talk to so many women and they tell me with this like heavy heart, I've gained 10 pounds or I'm not the size I want to be. And it's like the world is coming to an end. I'm like, you're still alive. Like you're healthy. Enjoy. You know, it doesn't matter where you are on the scale, where you are in your size, what your measurements are. But what is important, and I completely agree, is that you measure so you know so you can assess and so you can get the right fit because nobody is going to know whether you're wearing a size two or a size 22 except you but what they will know is how it fits right and there are no industry standards right when you shop at one place you're a size whatever you go to another store or order something online and you're suddenly a 2xl right there's right. Just if the, if the tag bothers you, we can get rid of it, right? <laughs> right. Gerald, how did you get into organizing? Like, where did this all begin? This all began um, when I uh, had my boys. They were back to back four, 14 months apart. And I joined like many moms. I was fortunate I didn't have to continue working in a job. And I stayed home and took care of my kids and ran the house like, you know, like I always have to have project management in the front of my brain. But I joined um, some parenting groups and we would get our kids together and there would be a lot of chit chat about, you know, what they can't accomplish. 
And I had systems in place and I would say, I can help you with that. So we would have a play group at somebody's house and I'd say, you take care of the boys. I'm going to come over here and do your pantry, your laundry room. That's how it started. That's how my business was born. So tell me, tell me more about that. Did you like, were you an organizer as a kid? Were you always sorting things? Like, where does this, where does your, where does your passion for organizing come from? I grew up in a very organized home with two organized parents. So I do think it's probably a little genetic in there, but I really feel peace of mind when I'm decluttered. And for me, I am not a minimalist, but especially in the closet, I don't like having 5 million choices, right? It's overwhelming to me. I like my closet to have, I call it breathing room in between the hangers. So I'm not scared to repeat wear things. I like to mix and match and I've listened to all of your podcasts. So I know your rule is um, when, before you purchase, make sure you, it goes with three things. Yes. At least. <laughs> at least. Yes, at least three things. So I think that's a really great uh, rule of thumb. And I don't like to discard things season after season. I like to hang on to things. So, you know, that's kind of how this whole thing started for me. Right. Now, you know, we were talking about size, talking about weight a few minutes ago. I have heard, and I I don't know that I can necessarily attest to this myself, but do you feel like there is a correlation between clutter and weight loss? I have several clients, and I'm not the only organizer, right? We all have these stories about once people let go of the physical clutter, it mm -hmm. sort of does something mentally. Like I had a client tell me it just got rid of all the cobwebs in her head, mm -hmm. and she felt like let's continue. Let's do the pantry. Let's simplify my eating routine. Let's start decluttering everything. So it's not uncommon to declutter physical um, clutter and then lose weight. And, you know, a big organizer joke is we can help you lose 20 pounds in 20 minutes. <laughs> we sound like one of those infomercials. It's not 20 pounds of body weight. It's 20 pounds of stuff in your house, right? Absolutely. But I think, you know, internally, sometimes it can feel like it's so much more Absolutely. That because it's just, it's a burden. It's an emotional burden, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Now, how do you, we're getting, as we go into fall, you know, we're getting ready to, you know, I'm encouraging my client, going to be encouraging my clients, especially in the school of style to really, I'm going to walk them through diving deep into their closet, like what to purge. You know, oh, I tell my clients, you know, I think the difference between what you and I do is I look at it from, I want you to have the right clothes in your wardrobe, but I'm not necessarily the organizer, right? You know, I can help you have a neat closet, but I'm not the one that's going to tell you like what shelves to put in there and how to store things. What would be one tip that you would recommend for as we begin to put our summer things away or storing our out of season clothes? What do you recommend to your clients? Oh, gosh, I feel like we could do a whole show on this. So I like to ask a lot of questions, right? And organizers in general are not judgy. So you can give us any answer. We're there to service you, right? Or, or the client. So the first thing I would say as people start putting away things is what haven't you worn that you had several occasions to wear this. So right now is not a great time, right, with the pandemic. But if you had three weddings this season or graduation parties and you have this garment, but you haven't worn it, you've reached for something else or gone shopping for something else, maybe that's a signal that that garment needs to go. Mm -hmm. um, would you buy this again today? 
that's that's a really powerful question and i have to ask myself that like that's one of my things for getting rid of uh, items in my closet like i wouldn't buy this again today so what's the point of having it right i mean there are some things you have to keep because financially you just can't reinvest in a new down coat or whatever every year right um i love to play the game would your style icon wear it and that's so it's fun because um as an example, I'm thinking of two clients right now. One of their style icons is Oprah, and the other style icon is the Duchess Kate Middleton. Uh -huh. So the woman who likes Oprah, I would say, you know, we're hanging this plaid flannel lined, fleecy lined shirt. And I said, could you see Oprah wearing this? She's like, nope. I'm like, okay, so I get if you're out shoveling snow or doing a hayride or something, it's appropriate. but do you have other things that you could wear in its place right or right, right. that's just kate middleton um is it too fussy is it does it require too much maintenance mm -hmm. so as you're putting things away you think i hate ironing i hate going to the dry cleaner i don't like you know whatever it is if you have garments silk or linen for example those are a little more high maintenance if you don't enjoy that maybe it's time for that to go right does that help Yes. Yeah. But as far as like physically storing things, what do you recommend? Bins, another closet? Like what, how do you advise your clients to pull those out of what they're wearing every day? If they do that, if they don't have a closet that's big enough to have all four seasons of clothing. Right. So it depends on where they live and what their budget is. So there are services where you can send your clothes off. I have clients in Palm Beach and Palm Desert that do that. They send it to a place in New York and then they just it's all computerized and everything scanned. So they just ship their clothes back and forth for seasonal stuff. Um, that's also really popular if you have several homes like a home in Colorado. But for the average woman who doesn't have that luxury, if there's a spare closet, put them in the spare closet. And it doesn't even have to be seasonal. I sometimes advise people to do it by occasion, like your special occasion clothes might go in this teeny tiny closet. Most of us living an average everyday life don't have, you know, ball gowns and all kinds of stuff. But you might have dress up clothes for a funeral or church or whatever that don't get mixed in. Mm -hmm. um, pay attention to your hangers. If you're a person that likes to hang things, um, you have a boutique. I'm sure you see this all the time, but sometimes I walk in and see people hanging sweaters. I'm like, oh no, you're going to ruin the shoulders. Mm -hmm. So if you like to hang sweaters, there's a way to do it, right? Fold it in half and then drape each half over the neck of the hanger. Um, bins under the bed storage, baskets, got to be careful, make sure they're lines. If you have a fabric that might pick, um, hooks, some people are very inclined to use a hook instead of a hanger. So it just depends on what their style is. Yes, yes. Now, talk, speaking of hangers, yes. a couple of things I can I speak to, you know, you, you mentioned like pulling things out of the closet. You know, one tip that I recommend that I'll share here is that I advise my clients, go through and turn your hangers so they face you. you know, yes. Instead of facing away from you, so they face you. And then when you wear something, turn it back around. And so you can easily, after three months, six months, a year, you can easily see, oh, wow, there's a lot of stuff in here I'm not wearing, and then pull that out. But I will say, you know, with the pandemic, we kind of want to make a few <laughs> exceptions because, yeah, like you said, 
uh, there, you know, we didn't have a lot of dress up occasions. We didn't have a lot of opportunities to get out and wear our, you know, dressier pieces. And I think there's sort of been a, a COVID hangover, if you will. Yeah, exactly. And now that people, some people are returning to the office, they're not wanting to dress up. I have um, a few clients that have contacted me. They're not in the United States. They're in Europe mm -hmm. and they're returning back to their office, but they're typically much more formal. Yes. And she was telling me like, oh, it's it's, you know, like pulling teeth to get us back into the suits and the heels mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm, I'm talking been talking a lot about fall fashion. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be it's going to come back with a vengeance, I think. Right. Well, I, I think one edge you have over not one many edges, but um, you have a background in design. So you really understand how clothes are made, how things are fabricated, what's an investment piece, what's not. I think the knowledge that you share with your clients is going to be extremely helpful as people start building better wardrobes again. Thank you. And just, you know, I think just looking at the, what am I trying to say? The climate, you know, post pandemic, like the situations, things that are happening in the world and how that influences fashion. In fact, I was listening to another podcast the other day about, you know, men's fashion and you know, how it influenced this certain line in a particular way. And it's just, it's fascinating to me. Well, the psychological and sociological ways that fashion affect us, to your point, are incredible. For example, um, we saw at the most recent inauguration, all of the women, uh, first former first wives, former first ladies, showed up wearing the berry shades, right? And it's a combination of red and blue yes. to make a purplish yes. color, and it's united. Yes. A few years before that, um, some politicians decided to wear all white or cream to make a statement. Mm -hmm. um, Meghan Markle's wedding dress had the veil with the, num the little number of flowers represented something. Recently, Dr. Jill Biden's dress, the number of flowers sewn on her arm, 51 to represent, you know, I, I just love all this stuff. It's so fascinating to me. It is. It truly is. Now, let's get back to hangers for a minute. Okay. Yeah. Is there a particular type of hanger that you recommend your clients having in their closets? If somebody said, hey, I'm, I've got a hodgepodge of hangers, I'm going to go out and buy all new hangers, what, what are your recommendations? Well, this actually leads into another style question, right? So some people love the flocked hangers and they're great because they're so slim. They have a very skinny profile. They're affordable. You can go to Costco or wherever you like to shop um, and they are great for small spaces. I have several clients that only want really nice, squishy, yummy, silk covered padded hangers. Mm -hmm. So that's almost like a tactile thing. Um, I have people that hate hanging pants up and lining up the creases and things. So there are these European hangers that squeeze in at the side and you just button the pants once they're in. Mm -hmm. They're fantastic. So again, I am not trying to cop out, but I have a combination of uh, clip hangers for my pants and shorts and skirts and things like that. And then I use the flock hangers just because they're affordable and I like all the color to be the same. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I will say I love the flock hangers as well, but you know, it's interesting. I was in a client's closet this past week and she had, she was getting ready to redo all of her hangers, but she <laughs> had a combination of flocked and plastic. And um, I think mostly flocked and plastic, but I will say for some 
for some things, the flock hangers, if you have a cotton, like a oh. jersey or a knit, it sticks. It's, and yeah, it, it's I find that it almost stretches the knit to try to get it on there. So I think somewhat, you know, some for some pieces, maybe a plastic hanger or wooden hangers. I love wooden hangers. And I also love the old fashioned plastic hangers with the swivel head, the clear acrylic uh -huh. plastic. They're really great. And you can buy things that fit over the shoulders to kind of just hold them gently in place. Or the cheater way to do that is use rubber bands, just wrap them around there. And, and it, you know, that's the budget way. <laughs> I have to admit, I'm almost embarrassed to admit this, but I have a combination of hangers in my closet. No shame here. Yeah, we're not judgy. We don't care. <laughs> we're spilling all the dirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think after having the, you know, a boutique for six years, and, you know, we started out with the plastic hangers, with the swivel head. And for some things, I like those. Mm -hmm. You know, for sundresses, those are really good. I have some wooden hangers. I love wooden hangers, but they take up so much room. That's the thing. I love my jackets on wooden hangers. That's yes. what I really love them for. Well, and for scarves, I like the hangers with the arms that swing out. They're kind of foam coated because you can put a silky scarf on there. It stays put. I mean, they're nice and very slim profile again. All right. That actually is something I want to really talk to you about, Jolyn. Okay. My clients, I tell you what. After getting into clients' closets for 13 years, you know what? Well, 14, however many. <laughs> one thing, and I, you know, I tell me if you found the same thing, but one thing that I seem to find over and over and over is most women have, whether it's a hanger piled high or a basket filled, you know what I'm gonna say? Belts, scarves that they don't wear, they don't know how to wear, they don't want to wear. A lot of times the belts are what I call the self belts. Oh something yeah. Oh, yeah. Comes with something. Gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> you don't even want to wear it with what it comes with, but then it just ends up in this basket and clients usually see it and they're like, just take the whole thing. Right. But aside from getting rid of all the stuff you're not actually wearing, what are some of your best tips for storing scarves and belts so that we can actually see them. So I, I, my own system with scarves is to use the hangers I just mentioned with the arms that swing out. There's like five or six um, and I can see I'm color driven. So I like to buy things according to what I think I look better in. I'm a, you know, medium contrast. So my scarves tend to be medium contrast and I know my color palette, or at least I think I know my color palette. So I try to help people with that, right? Some people love to just push the scarf through one of those acrylic hangers. I'm using my hands like everybody can see me. Um, uh, the acrylic hangers with the holes. So they just punch the scarf through and drape it through. Mm -hmm. um, I have a lot of clients that just like to wrap it around their hand and stick it like a little nest in a basket, which is okay. For me, I don't love a wrinkled scarf so much. So I have one or two that are intentionally crinkly, wrinkly, but it's not my look, um, but it works for them. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a little dividers that you can buy at the container store. They look like honeycombs and they spread out and you can do that. Or bamboo drawer dividers are another really affordable way to keep things lined up. You coil a belt up and put it in the bamboo hangers and the, um, not hanger, bamboo drawer dividers. Yeah. So it just keeps things in a row. Super affordable too. Now, where would somebody find those? Online. 
or you could just um maybe that's what we need to do create a little <laughs> department in your store with all the things i i have a little show and tell later for you for uh some of the tools of the really? trade yeah. right yeah i cannot wait i am super <laughs> excited about that so but what about say someone has an investment scarf i have a client who she has a whole drawer full of her hermes scarves that she loves but my whole philosophy and what I've found is that out of sight is out of mind, right? Yes. So if she keeps her beautiful Hermes scarves that she's invested in and collected and loves in her drawer where she can't see them, mm -hmm. she's not wearing them. So, so how would you recommend that we store those so they're not wrinkled, so we can see them and, and actually maybe enjoy them because they're so right. beautiful? Well, she could, I mean, there are ways if she wants to wear them, mm -hmm. um, I would suggest hangers with, and she could do this herself again. If I mean, it's an, it's an investment of time at this point, but padded hangers with either foam or felt something like that clip, you just fold them in half once and then hang them nicely like that. The foam hanger, the um, arms that extend type of hangers would definitely work for her. Cause I've used that. I have a client with lots of scarf collection, a very pricey scarf collection. So that works nicely and it's easy to hang up again. Those, yeah. those would be my two things. Otherwise, hang them on the wall, frame them, you know, do something creative with them, make pillows Absolutely. out of them. Oh, mm -hmm. I love that idea. But the, so you fold it in half, but you don't crease it. Right. That's a brilliant idea. You yeah. leave the, where it would be creased is like a little, um, just an open air yeah. pocket. Yeah. Just yes. Like that's, that's huge. Now, what about belts? How do you recommend we store our belts? That's where I use the bamboo drawer dividers now that works for some people i love these um you can buy them at the container store lowe's hardware has them sometimes target will sometimes have them mm -hmm. so it goes hook over the rod right and it comes down like a hanger would and then it's almost like an anchor that's what it reminds me of so two yes. open it and it just makes your belts easy to go on and off okay. the system that i use most often with people is it's a hanger i should have i should have brought it i have one in my closet and it's kind of got a ruffly ridgy bottom up and down and there's big rings and mm -hmm. you can put you just um open the ring and put your scarf uh, excuse me your belts on there and i try to tell people like have a system for the way you're hanging these belts right so i know you're like me i love metallics so <laughs> i would say here's a ring for your metallic belts here's a ring for your chocolatey brown family belts or you know whatever system they're using right right oh those are great those are huge but of course before you bother to store everything go through it oh please yes <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, you mentioned to me a few minutes ago that you advise your clients to get rid of anything their style icons wouldn't wear. Right. Tell me about your style icons. Well, I named mine. I love um, how Oprah dresses. And I know Adam Glassman is her. She has a stylist, of course. Right. And she's um, but I think she always looks very pulled together. She's a curvy person. She's not, you know. I watch so many TV shows or movies and I'm so wrapped up in what the characters are wearing. It's like, I can't help myself, right? I'm sure you're, <laughs> you're probably just as obsessed. But when you see real people wearing real clothes instead of a red carpet event or a character in a movie, it's really great for us to take away what they're doing. So 
again, Oprah, yes, she has a stylist and her clothes are probably very expensive, but we know how to shop that and find lookalikes for what fits in our budget, right? So she wears body skimming things, but not tight, right? So she emphasizes she has a tiny waist. Um, she She's very busty. There's no shame in that, right? But she is not showing her cleavage. She's more conservative about that stuff. Mm -hmm. I noticed she loves a three-quarter sleeve. Her slacks are a thicker knit, which is very important, I think, if you're you know um, self-conscious about your weight. Yes, for sure. So besides Oprah, who else would be a style icon for you? I love to study what the Duchess is wearing. So um, she, again, money is not her problem, right? And she has people to custom make things for her. Mm -hmm. But I love that we have somebody youthful who is dressed in a more classic and and changes her colors and her she kind of has a sporty look when she's not dressed up doing official business right so we've seen her in skinny jeans a navy jacket and a breton striped shirt uh -huh. that's about as cool as it gets right and i like watching her because she's somebody with medium contrast right so you don't see her in black and white right or bright red her reds are more toned down. Her blues are more toned down. I, I don't know. It's just fascinating. I love stuff like that. Yeah. And I think that's a that's a great way to look at it is when you find a style icon, find someone who has some similarity to you. Yes. And so, you know, you can take, you can borrow things and say, well, you know, what would they do? But if if someone has a is polar opposite from you, like say you had some, there was someone that you love their style, but was very, very blonde, had light skin, or just completely different from you. Mm -hmm. You can't necessarily look at their coloring and say, ooh, I'm gonna wear that. And not only that, Michelle, one of the things I've noticed is sometimes when the, the stars are doing their red carpet or events, you'll see somebody who, in my opinion, really misses it, right? So you take this person with really blonde hair and really blue eyes and really cool complexion, and she's wearing something so warm, right? It is not flattering on her. And then, of course, there are the people who get paid to do this, but they nitpick, right? They criticize what the, I'm like, oh, that would hurt, right? You're there thinking you look like a million bucks and people are picking apart what you're wearing. So that would not be a cool thing. But right, right. Um, it's when somebody nails it, they nail it, right? So TV sure. shows, like, that's why I think I'm obsessed with when I see something on TV, I'm like, oh, this person who's dressing these characters has it. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's so amazing. And I think, you know, because of my perspective, I'm, in fact, I'm, I don't, well, I've talked about this several times, but the difference between a style coach and a stylist. Oh, right. An right. image consultant, you know, a stylist is someone who, can put something together for you, but they don't necessarily understand the fundamentals or the elements of style. Right. And I think that's really the defining factor when you can nail it, the colors, what to wear for your body type. Like you mentioned, Oprah, I love how she dresses as well. Yes. And she wears things that gently skim the body. You know, if she hid in like big oversized clothing, it would just add pounds to her. Absolutely. And I think she nails her color palette too, or Adam does, right? Mm -hmm. She stays in kind of a mid range with warm tones often. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I just, every cover is a knockout. And even if you're not as um, 
classic as Oprah, somebody like Martha Stewart or Ellen, right? The comedian, they really like a more natural, less fitted denim pants, comfortable shoes, um, like the Oxford type of shoes. They like more round toes. I've noticed, you know, I don't love a round toe on me. I know you don't as well. <laughs> um, so it's just fun to kind of see what they're doing. Well, I think it's it's so fascinating. And I think this is really what drives me is someone's personal style. Oh, and yeah. I think when you look at Ellen and what she has on, you feel like you get to know who she is before she, even if you didn't know anything about her. Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's huge. Yeah, that's so much what I talk with my clients about is let's find out who you are. And you can look at a style icon and say, would they wear it? But if you put it on and you don't feel it, mm -hmm. or if you don't feel that connection, that's not right for you. Right. And talking about the, the round toe shoes. No, I do not wear round toe shoes because of my face shape. Who knew? Right. right? right. More angular face, More right? Angular. I've got a diamond. And so, you know, I rock my, my pointy toe cowboy boots and, mm -hmm. and things, but things like that understanding. And, you know, I like to talk about connecting the dots. Mm -hmm. It's all, you know, just really understanding what's, what you love and what's right for you and marrying that with what's right for your lifestyle. And it simplifies shopping, right? It simplifies their process for building a better wardrobe. If that's their goal to build a better wardrobe. And a lot of people, that is their goal. Let's declutter and then let's build a better wardrobe. So it's very important. And if you can eliminate, I've heard you say this a million times on your podcast. Okay. You know, walk away from the black, everybody walk away. <laughs> It's so easy. It's mindless. But I do think I agree with you that people lose their personalities when they just start, you know, I love your Papa blue today. I'm wearing glittery, you know, my I think these are my colors. I like the warm color palette. So it's just interesting to to watch um, people go through a store or in a dressing room and see they've got, you know, everything black. I'm like, oh, you're a redhead with really fair skin. That is not going to do you any favors. <laughs> I think what happens is women walk into a store and they haven't done their homework. You know, they don't know their colors, their body type, and they walk in and they get so overwhelmed. And women have told me this for years. I get so overwhelmed. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go for another pair of black pants. And then I'm sure you found it. You get into their closet. They've got 50 pairs of black pants and they wonder why they're in a rut. Black pants, black shoes, black handbag. I black, black shirts. Everything. Yes. 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 It's a little crazy, but absolutely. You nailed your colors today. Well, one thing I wanted to mention, you mentioned Oprah and her colors. I remember when I first, when I first became a style coach in 2008, I saw a picture of Oprah in a magazine. And one thing I talk about, in fact, I'm wearing what is called my hair intensifier today, okay. which is a royal blue and my hair is brown. But I remember seeing a picture of Oprah in a magazine. And, or no, on TV. And I, I was riveted. You know, you mentioned when you see movie stars on TV, I was captivated because she has this gorgeous mocha skin tone. She has these beautiful deep brown eyes and this beautiful deep brown hair. And she had on this dress that was, it was this gorgeous shade of navy. And I sat there and just was like, I think my jaw hit the floor. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I realized my hypothesis is that, and I don't mean to digress too much on color, but that she was, yeah, she was wearing her hair, her skin and her eye intensifier because they were all similar shades. Ah. That was magical. 
I, I was, I just thought, oh my God, she looks, her skin just looked like chocolate and it just looked so beautiful. It's so, it's hard to describe, but I was just like, wow, that's the power of color. Well, I'll digress if you allow me. Yes. You will not remember this moment, but I remember seeing you years and years. And I think it was before you started your business, quite honestly. We bumped into each other, maybe in a coffee shop in Raleigh, someplace near Lily's Pizza, one of those kind of deals. Okay. Yes. Oh, I remember what you were wearing. And I got in the car and thought, first of all, I'm not just saying this because I'm a guest on your podcast, but (laughs) you're so pretty. But that day you were especially, you had on chocolate brown and lilac together. I lost my mind. I have, it's been with me for years. I love that color combo on you. I mean, it would not be right for me or a zillion other people, but I just thought there you are looking all cash, having coffee, like a million bucks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. You've made my day. Uh, You know, chocolate brown or different shades of brown is my hair enhancer. And I believe so, it. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, when I work with my clients, we talk about like wearing the colors that are on your body. So, so that's one reason why, you know, the color of your sweater ties in with your hair color and that looks amazing on you. Well, thank you. Yeah. I didn't know about hair enhancers, but I try to um, think about the color of my hair, my eye color, um, you know, my skin tone, warm, cool, whatever, when I'm picking out clothes. I don't, and don't get me wrong. I do have some black things, right? i would be the first to admit it. As long as you wear it with, as I like to say, as long as you wear it with intention and not because you don't know what else to wear. Yes, exactly. <laughs> secret. <laughs> yes. So well, actually, I will tell you a secret. The color of your sweater, because it ties in with your hair color, is what I would call your new black. Oh, I love that idea. Oh, thank you. That was yeah. worth showing up. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Tell me a little bit. Let's talk about your personal style, Gerilyn. Okay. Yeah. How would you describe it? What are some of your signature pieces? And what do you think about when it comes to your style? Okay. So I don't know exactly who your demographic is, but I hope this, they can relate to this, right? I feel like my style has changed and evolved over the years. I used to be, um, and I, I don't even have the word at the tip of my tongue right now, but not a more formal dresser, a more conservative dresser. And as I've aged, you know, things change, body shapes change, weight is gained a little bit, things don't look and feel like they used to. So my style has become much more practical and comfortable, but I'm still more of a classic person, but not the type of classic person who wants to wear a lot of boxy clothes, right? I I don't think that's doing me any favors. And again, I'm an hourglass figure. I have a short waist. I mean, I can name everything going, most things going on with myself. Um, But I like practical, comfortable clothing. Mm -hmm. And I don't love to have to, if I put something on, even if I paid a lot for it, and I find myself doing this all day, you know, tweaking and I'm like, oh, it's too fussy for me. It's got to go. So what would be some signature pieces for you? Um, Well, I bought this as a special occasion and I thought, well, I didn't get a chance to wear it for the holidays, right? So I'm thinking, well, why not wear it today? And that's that's the other thing, right? Um, You'll laugh, but and hopefully your listeners will get a kick out of this, but I consider an essential signature thing for me an apron. 
And the reason is because I don't love to wear sweatshirts and yoga pants around the house all day. I like to put on something nice. And I find that if I have an apron, I'm not scared to lean up against the sink or cook something, right? So I can take the apron off, go to the mailbox, talk to the neighbors, walk the dog, run to the grocery store, feel pretty good about myself during the day. And then when I have something to do, I don't mind putting an apron on. And if it splashes on the apron, I don't care. That's so. Now, have you invested uh, in some really cute aprons that express your style? Well, I should do that, but I found uh, a style of apron that I'm bonkers over and it's linen, which I love natural fabrics. I love linen, merino wool, cotton, bamboo. That's kind of my, um, I'll digress again. I also love things, but I can't wear them. Like I know it's not my look. So I love like a boucle knit. The last thing I need is to add bulk, right? No thanks. And I'm I'm busty, so that's not going to help matters. I love chunky cable knit sweaters. That's not my jam either. Not my or I've seen myself. Somebody will take a picture. I've had it on. I'm like, holy cow, that is not my best look. So, mm-hmm. but um, where was I? Aprons and then signature pieces. <laughs> What's a typical outfit for you? Like if you get up for your for your day, what you're doing on an average day, what's a typical outfit for you? Um, I like a skirt instead of a short. And mm-hmm. I love um, some of the skirts from Athleta. Mm-hmm. They're practical. They wash, they wear, they're just the right length on me. I also love these things that I order online called a rip skirt. If you haven't heard of this, I'm about to change your world. <laughs> <laughs> rip skirts have velcro waist it's like in the old days the wraparound skirts uh-huh. but they come in several lengths and you can i love them when i travel especially if you're riding the elevator down to the pool in your hotel right you feel too naked on the elevator and walking through the lobby like that's always a cringy thing like gosh so i found that it's a skirt that velcros on and off very quickly if you you want to go get a beverage <laughs> at the bar of the pool, or you have to go to the restroom. I don't feel great walking around without something on my bottom, right? Like, oh, so they're nice. Um, you know, simple things like that make a difference to me. Uh-huh. But probably a skirt, um, some kind of comfortable shirt. I like a V-neck. I like something with the shoulder. Mm-hmm. I'm more like Oprah. I like it sort of skimmy, but not tight and clingy. I need a little more heft in my fabric. Right. right. <laughs> substance. Yes. yes. Substance. Right. Yes. Because I think as we age and we have a little bit more, a few more curves, having <laughs> that substance, because I tell you what, if you put on a flimsy knit, it grabs every lump, bump and bulge and just, it looks horrible and you feel horrible and it just doesn't hold up. All right, Gerilyn, let's talk about some of your tools of the trade or tricks of the trade, I should say. Yeah. Okay. Some of your so- weapons we need to know about. Once people go to your store and have all their nice things, they're going to want to take care of them, right? So I put together some of my favorites that I have shared with clients. And I mean, in the wardrobe wisdom kit, this is not like a sales, I feel like Billy May is sales pitching. Um, I have a whole list of this stuff in the back, but I'll share just a few. So my one of my favorite things to take care of things is this sweater. Um, a sweater shaver. Cleaner. Yes. Oh, is it a shaver too? Yeah, it has a... Um, you know, removes lint. And then this is like a little sweater stone. So you can apply pressure and it comes with two different heads. So this is removable and you can love those things. Yeah, that's great. Um, Here's a different style of a sweater shaver. Um, So some people prefer this, they just, you know, roll it over themselves. Um, 
But can we just get these online on Amazon, yes. Target, yes. Container Store? Absolutely. Yeah, wherever. Um, again, near your cash register, that would be a good checkout item, right? Impulse buy. <laughs> you know, I'm going to say tape measure. That's my number one yes. to have in your toolbox. Yes. Uh, lint remover is nice, really good, right? And it's so easy to do yourself or um, nobody likes to talk about this, but people have dandruff flakes, right? So if you're going to wear something dark and like you're in a church, temple, synagogue for whatever occasion, and you have people behind you, you definitely want to touch up your shoulders. <laughs> that's the person in front of you. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> Here you oh, go. That's a better idea. You need this. Um, so this is a dirty little secret, but pay tape body tape and there's something called i'm out of it because my clients take it from me the minute i get it it's called butt glue butt glue what Ooh, butt glue yeah how do you use butt glue butt glue is sounds disgusting and it comes in spray and roll-on um ballet dancers use it and beauty contestants use it. uh pageant people use it uh -huh. and you would put it on where you want your clothes to stick so if you're going to be like i work with somebody who loves to wear short shorts and that's her thing but like if you're going to be walking around we have to make sure that everything is covered so she puts a little strip under each of her cheeks and it holds her uh bathing suit or short shorts in place Interesting. and in order to remove butt glue <laughs> uh -huh. not a soap and water thing so you can perspire in it and you'll be safe especially like you know if you have something up your, the baby wipes take it off uh, okay who knew yeah who knew right um never heard of that oh gosh now is it only used for for your bottoms or could you use it for maybe cleavage or 100 percent. yeah and sometimes you have shoulders like um I have a couple of clients with more sloped shoulders. They're not a squared off. They don't have squared off shoulders. So they will put a little strip on and it holds their um, like a silk blouse in place rather than all night They're They don't want to fuss with that. So it comes in strips. So it's like a tape. No, it's like almost like a roll on deodorant. And sometimes you can find it in spray. Okay. Almost any place dance stuff is sold. They'll have it because like I say, ballet dancers use it all the time to keep their uh, bottoms in place. <laughs> well, I had no idea. Yeah, isn't that fun? That is wild. Yeah. Any other kind of tape, kinds of tape that you recommend? Um, the toupee tape is my favorite for um, if you don't want to do the glue to yourself. Some people, I have no idea, quite honestly, what's in butt glue. So, um, you know, it, it might not be great, but people have been using it for years. So toupee tape is great because it's super strong and super sticky. So if you needed to keep something in place or you want to tape your scarf, you know, to stay in place. Oh, and another yeah. another thing, um, I brought a scarf just for fun. <laughs> So I use these little hair bobbles. You know what those are? We actually sell those in it's style finder. Oh, for your for scarves? Is that for your what hair? For your oh, hair. Well, here you'll get you'll double your money. I don't know if you'll be able to see yeah. me, but so if you gather this, I doubled it up, and then you just pull your scarf through. And I'm doing the quick version. Your scarf's gonna stay put all day with this thing, like your ponytail would. Uh-huh. So and I've used it on the bottom of people's shirts. You know how sometimes that scrunchy little look is cute, like right. a, right. What is it, a lopsided angle shark bite, whatever that's called. Yeah. <laughs> Help me out here, Miss Designer. 
or, or actually if you're, what I do a lot of times with my clients is, especially if you're a pair or an hourglass and you've got something that hits you at your widest point and it's comes straight across, we'll take an end and either do a half tuck or if there's a belt loop, we'll kind of twist it and pull it through the belt loop and then tuck it up under there. It's gives it a little slope. It helps to camouflage a muffin top. Right. Right. That's a good secret weapon right there. That's a really good. I think that's a YouTube video in the making right there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> for real. We'll put it on the list. Yeah. Well, what and else? The other, I'll, any share, other I'll share two more. Um, seam ripper because so many people forget to take the tags off their scarves. Right. And that's not a good look. Or um, again, you're in temple synagogue church and you see somebody with that big tag hanging down the back. I just want to pull this out of my bag and here I'm going to take your tag out for you. Or if you're size sensitive, right? If you don't want people at the coat check to know you're a whatever size, just. Or if you don't like the size you're, you're wearing, cut it out. Yeah, exactly. Don't cut it out. Use the seam ripper. Use the seam ripper delicately. And then this is the blade to, I do all kinds of weird things with the blade. (laughs) Remove remove the long tags or, um, you know, on the side of garments, sometimes they put that thing. It's like the cash register receipt, right? Why do they do that? (laughs) I think they legally, they have to put in the fabric, fabrication, the care and everything, but it's yeah, usually it's, what is it made of? It's almost like interfacing or something in a poke shoe. And especially if it's a drapey fabric, it sticks out. Yeah, it's bad. Mm. And then one other alternative to the bobble for the scarf is magnets. So, um, you know, you've probably seen, okay. they look like buttons, uh-huh. but um, you just wrap it and then it's kind of invisible. Mm-hmm. And it's it's pretty strong. <laughs> so that's nice. That is so awesome. Well, Gerilyn, this has been so awesome. You have shared some fabulous tips. Anything else you want to share with us before we have to wrap it up? Gosh, what are you folks interested in? I mean, everything style. (laughs) If if you were going to advise someone to, mm -hmm. if somebody said, Gerilyn, my closet is a mess. Okay. Where do I start? What would you tell them? Well, I do try to start on a positive note, right? Uh, So I I would start with measurements of the closet. And then I kind of, in just a very clinical tone, like to rattle off what's there and what's not. And my list of essential ingredients for what I call a gourmet closet, and that's, you don't need a zillion dollars to make a gourmet closet, but um, a full length mirror. And you can buy those like at Target, TJ Maxx, HomeGoods. a valet rod. Do you know what that is? It's uh, not the rod your clothes hang on. Can you explain to us what that is? Yeah, it would. Um, so if this is the wall, a valet rod could collapse and then you could spring it up hmm. or it could have a telescoping feature. And the reason I love that, and you can just use a plain old hook if you don't have access to a um, valet rod, mm-hmm. is you can make your outfits so much easier, right? And a lot of people can't swing a garment rack in and out of their house or it's up and down steps. So that's not a practical solution for them. But especially when you're packing, I like to hang my top, my bottoms, and then drape the necklace over it. So I, or a scarf to see the whole outfit together. Yes. What about those over the door hooks? Would that work? Oh, fabulous. Now the, the place will 
they might get hung up is there's no bottom, right? So you can't put your pants on a hook mm, on the right. halfway down the door. Right, right. So that's why I kind of like to install two hooks. Uh-huh. <clears throat> okay. That makes um, sense. Let's see. Um, storage. We talked about scarves and belts and shoes. Mm-hmm. Please. Oh, that's shoes. a whole episode right there, huh? <laughs> we could do an episode. Yes. And then of course, <laughs> hangers. So those are some starting places like to, to fluff things up and make it feel more special. And I really do think one of the most important things in a closet is lighting. Mm, yes. Yes. Lighting is key. Mm-hmm. Lighting is something I think everybody struggles with. But yeah, if you have stains and you're wearing them out, that's not a good look, right? Nobody wants to go out and then no. Three hours from home, they notice, whoops, got to stay on my shirt. You know, I'll tell you a story. I was actually at, um, I, I was speaking at a, I was doing a little, uh, an event with a boutique years ago, years ago. And I was in there, I was in the middle of my, I think I was doing a presentation and it was about, you know, talking about what the women wore to the Oscars. And we were just going through and talking about the dresses and the color and the shape and everything. And a client of mine showed up and then she left midway through And I got, I was like, huh, wonder what happened. And I got a note from her when I got home, she sent an email and she said, I'm so sorry to have to leave. But I looked down and I realized I had on one brown shoe and one black shoe and she was mortified. And I think that was a great example of, you know, A, being in a rush and B, not having the right lighting. I have so many, I I don't work with a ton of men, but I have so many stories about men who get dressed kind of in the dark and they show up with two different socks on. So that's always yes. fun too, right? Yeah. Yes. So the shoes, so socks, right? stains, frayed hems, all kinds of things. Lighting is key. Yes. Yes. So one question I want to ask you before, before we wrap it up, measurements. You said measurements were the first thing that you do. What is the purpose of taking the measurements of your closet? What do you... Well, I just think it helps you formulate a plan. And sometimes you'll realize it's not adequate, right? So I own, I don't, I'm using myself as an example, but a client will own, you know, let's just make up a number, 20 sweaters and they're a skier. So they're wool or they're thicker, they're bulkier. Um, But the shelves are only eight inches apart and, you know, six inches deep. That's not a good thing. So I would advise that person to be on the lookout for a sale, which happens once a year at the container store or go to the hardware store and have somebody, you know, call a custom closet company, depends what the budget is, but suit your closet to hold as a, act as a container for the things you own, not an aspirational lifestyle, but the life you're really living, right? Amen. Amen to that. Like have, the clothing, <laughs> have the clothes in your closet that are right for your life and then have the closet that yes. supports you in your life. That's yes. huge. Gerilyn, tell everybody how we can find, how everybody can get in contact with you. Sure. Metropolitanorganizing.com is the best way. I have all my social icons and I'm not on Instagram. And I, just to simplify my life, um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm rarely on Facebook, but I am on YouTube with organizing advice. So um, mostly business oriented advice. So those are the best ways. Great. Well, I will be sure to put all of the links to contact Gerilyn in the show notes. Feel free to reach out to her. Make sure you go grab her wardrobe wisdom workbook on her website. Gerilyn, thank you so much for being here. You have been a wealth of knowledge and I am so excited that we got this conversation. I really appreciate being invited and look forward to, if you have any questions from your um, audience, let me know. I'm happy to answer. All right. We'll see you soon. 
Thanks for tuning in to Style by Mary Michelle, where women come to get dressed in seven minutes or less. If you enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to leave me a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Style by Mary Michelle and shop our boutique at shopstylefinder.com for the best in upscale casual apparel. Better yet, if you're in the Raleigh area, come see us. We're located in the North Hills Shopping Center, the premier shopping district in Midtown Raleigh. For details and links mentioned in this episode, be sure to see the show notes. Have a beautiful week.